Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. All right, let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double. You're now tuned in to episode 180 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, sorry about the wait. I did have uh, most of this episode recorded, so I'm re-recording because uh, what was it? Thursday night I was recording a few nights ago, and big parts of the audio kept dropping out. Like uh, I record on a program, a free program called Audacity. And I'm using a uh, M Audio producer USB mic. I'm not using my mixer. I only uses only use my uh, audio mixer when I'm uh, recording with like guests and stuff like that. And so uh, it's never failed me before. So I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know if there's a short in um, you know my mic cord, uh, the USB mic cord or whatever. But uh, hopefully we get through this episode without a whole bunch of glitches and stuff like there was whole like, you know, 30 seconds to uh, one minute drops of audio. It was just, you know, just go flat. And uh, there was no way I could just go back in and edit that and stuff because there was, you know, points missing and things like that of uh, what I was making about the topics that I was talking about. So hopefully we can uh, go ahead and get through this and make it do what it do. Uh, that's why you have this delay here and you getting this episode on a Monday morning. But it is what it is. We're going to make it do what it do. Uh, let's go ahead and get get started on that good old summer damn jam screen. Uh, looks like your girl uh, Cardi B is getting a divorce. Uh, I'm not going to dive too much into that at all. But uh, the gender wars have been hilarious on uh, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram with people making memes going back and forth and shit like that. You know, a lot of the men are making the argument about the whole you know, I don't cook, I don't clean, but she got this ring and stuff like that, you know, and then uh, the, the ladies are like, well, she initiated the divorce and blah, 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 and all this other shit. And I seen where she was on her live talking about that they just kind of grew apart, been married for four years, and they just kind of, you know, I, I don't know, maybe she just got tired of his shit. Maybe he got tired of her shit and then together they just combined forces and, you know, got tired of both of their shits, you know. So I think, uh, you know, hopefully their uh, little daughter, you know, won't suffer from this. You know, hopefully uh, Offset is a great father and hopefully Cardi be a great mother and, you know, they can combine and be some great parents for that baby girl because that's the most important thing right there. Um, let's see what else going on. Your man R. Kelly uh what the fuck is up with r kelly he is getting the shit beat out of him in uh up in uh court uh not court but up in uh that uh chicago metro um what's it called the metro correctional center uh one of them latin kings ran up on him and tried to juke him you know tried to poke him you know not 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 on some gay shit but tried to stab him up beat the shit out of him and shit like that so now his attorneys are trying to get him up out the paint you know try to get him up out that jail um 
you know, a lot of them, uh, them Hispanic gangs do be working with uh, them prison guards and white supremacists, you know, teaming up and trying to attack them brothers and shit like that. And I know Kales is a huge target in prison or in that correctional facility that he's in, that correctional center. Uh, you don't want to see anything like that happen to that brother. Uh, you know, what he needs is some help. Um, because as we found out on that surviving R. Kelly shit, you know, his older sister was touching up on him and, you know, that was one of probably his first sexual experiences and, you know, that shit fucks with him, fucked with him in the head. You know what I'm saying? They were talking about also that there was a neighbor who would, uh, old, uh, old man who lived by them, uh, who used to be trying to, you know, touch on them and give them candy and shit like that to see them naked and shit like that. So, you know, sexual trauma just repeats itself, you know, when it happens to a child. So that brother needs some mental health. And, um, you know, I just I knew it was a sickness, you know, once he got off, you know, back when the tape was circulating, like he had a whole ass VHS tape. Motherfuckers was selling. This was right before the Internet really started popping. And this motherfucker had a whole ass sex tape, a VHS tape flying around here. VHS and some folks burned it on DVDs and motherfuckers were selling them at the corner stores and shit like that. And he still got off. You know, and then he made with that Chocolate Factory album. And then this motherfucker felt like he was untouchable. Started calling himself the Pied Piper. And I was just like, oh, this nigga's crazy. This nigga's stone cold crazy and touched in the head. Um, so, but like I said, I don't want to see that brother die in prison. But I think, I do believe that he needs some kind of psychiatric help. He needs to be in some kind of program, reform, you know, and... Um, they need to cut a check to them victims too they really do need to cut a check for them victims and then uh it should be some court appointed free psychiatric help for those women that he was keeping you know trapped not trapped in the closet but you know keeping them you know trapped up with him locked up with him and shit like that um it's just a disgusting situation you know no matter which way you look at it so it is what it is um let's see what else is going on um so brianna uh taylor rest in peace her family received a 12 million dollar settlement from taxpayers you know due to the city not putting charges on them race soldiers that killed brianna and uh from what i understand is that the uh family is still seeking criminal charges against those race soldiers which is great uh, that's one of the biggest payouts ever for a victim of uh, a race soldier killing them you know that's one of the biggest payoffs you know most of the time it's like you know sometimes it ain't even a million dollars you know sometimes it's like three four hundred thousand dollars or some shit like that and they tell you to take your black ass on somewhere but um yeah they got a huge payout uh people were it got to the point where it got kind of disgusting when you start seeing people making all these brianna taylor memes and shit like that like it was the cool thing to do i know we brought a lot of attention to it and um but some of that shit i just felt like people was doing it because it was cool to do it because it was the trending topic so you've seen a lot of so-called influencers that don't be saying shit about black people you know all of a sudden start doing it just so they can get their followers up because somehow with them influencers followers equal dollars so uh but hopefully you know brianna's family can get some real justice and not just monetary um a monetary band-aid that's what i'll call those settlements you know but um there was a white supremacist uh running around in lincoln um 
that had a pickup truck let me find my let me pull up my notes here real quick y'all bear with me but he was riding around in this fucking pickup truck uh and i think it said like fuck the niggers or something like that he had it in red white and blue on the back of his truck and he was just running around here you know acting like uh shit was sweet let me see if i can find this shit real quick uh come on i hate having dead air but let's see here let me see here yeah so he was running around here in a chevy silverado uh talking about it was in red white and blue fuck the niggers and it said underneath it and it was with the er and it was uh underneath it said trump 2020 and somebody took a picture of it and then rex chapman he he uh kind of amplified the tweet and you know and then that's when it went viral and started doing some numbers and i saw that and then uh i started doing a little bit of research i started combing through uh uh, white Omaha and white Lincoln Facebook to see who it was and it turned out to be this kid named Austin Cordes or this grown man Austin J. Cordes and uh, let's see here and so basically people took a couple pictures of him he's running around town I don't know why nobody didn't run up on him and uh, you know run up and get done up you know run up and put hands on him riding around town with a in Lincoln which is a college town and it's a bunch of you know black folks in Lincoln I I just I don't get that but anyways so he had that on the back of his truck riding around and so once I found out who it was I posted it on the Facebook do rags and boat shoes page and then all of a sudden here comes some uh some little hood rat named Josephine Ewing uh some little uh so like I said, some little hood rat, and uh, he basically he lives in uh, Stromsburg, Nebraska. So I put his address up on there, or where they can find him at on uh, the Durags and Bow Shoes page. And this woman gonna hit me up talking about he don't live in Stromsburg. Please take that down. You're endangering me and my child. And I said, where does he live? And then she said something like, because he don't live in Stromsburg no more. At least take the Stromsburg, change it to Fillmore County. That's all. I know he moved somewhere there because that's where they sent the custody papers to because that's my hometown and it's easy to find out where I live from it. And I said, how are you connected to this uh, white supremacist? And she said, he's my baby daddy. I left him a long time ago, but I still have a kid with him. He has no rights to her, though. So I want me and her to stay out of it. And then I just... Uh, uh, I said, well, how does this, you know, pertain to you? And then she said, yes, the Stromberg does pertain to me because he lives nowhere near there. Fillmore County is like an hour away. And I just said, OK, thank you for contacting Durags and Bow Shoes. I left that shit up. I'm like, fuck all that. You just trying to cover for him because he probably still be coming over there dipping, you know, dipping in that trailer park pussy, you know, every once in a blue moon and all that other shit under the guise of I won't see my kid. I won't see my kid. Come on. I won't see my kid and make America great again. You know, some old bullshit like that. So I left that shit up there and then people found out his address and they started posting that shit in the comments and that shit did numbers. That shit, I think it was like, I don't know, 11, 12,000 views and shit, a whole bunch of comments and shit like that. And people was just getting on his bumper and 
you know they were sharing the post and shit like that so shout out to everybody who was on that it was his mainly white folks sharing that like this is disgusting and uh you know this guy is a disgrace and blah 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 and then somebody got on there talking about uh not all trump supporters are racist but all racists are trump supporters and you know just people talking back and forth and shit like that and talking about we shouldn't fire him from his job and all this other shit and somebody said that and everybody just got on that lady's bumper who was saying that talking about uh we shouldn't he shouldn't get fired from his job or whatever and all this other shit so then the omaha world herald ran the story about him being out in these streets with that fuck the niggers written on the back of his uh on the back of his window in that pickup truck and so people found out his address from uh because whoever took the picture took the picture of his license plate too and rightfully so and they found out where it was registered to and uh where you know the address was and shit like that in the, the county and the city that he was in and so this motherfucker was talking with our local newspaper the omaha world herald and he had the audacity to say that he was at the mall and when he came out it was like that and he's not racist because all lives matter and uh, I'm just like, OK, you're a lying piece of shit. Somebody took their sweet ass time writing in red, white and blue window markers on the back of your fucking truck. And it's easily to wipe off window markings. Right. So, I mean, you could even took a piss on a napkin and wipe that shit off. Right. But you wrote it in big ass letters on the back. And then people start pulling up other uh, pictures of his truck where he wrote in red white and blue you know other shit like make america great again and shit like that with the trump and writing trump 2020 underneath and um you know someone should have really broke their foot off in his ass when they saw that you know or threw a brick or some shit right through that back window you know what i'm saying so it is i'm disappointed in lincoln i really am you know people take taking pictures and like you know what to do you know and handle your business you know twitter do your thing facebook do your thing you know <laughs> you know how people move like that but uh it's time to make racists afraid again because i remember growing up seeing ogs and shit used to just be beating the brakes off of fucking bigots there used to be uh there used to be some beef sometimes between uh, some of these crips over here on this north side around the Ave area and the 4-8 area and uh, it would be some of them uh, them South family bloods some so-called bloods some of them Mexicans they used to run with them South families down there and them niggas used to be talking greasy sometimes they meet up at the mall and shit and as soon as a, 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 a hispanic cat or a mexican whatever you want to call them uh let off that n-word to get the fucking brakes beat off of them and then i remember there's a few times where there would be uh some fake ass white boys you know this was like this was probably mid 90s during the bulls dynasty and shit like that i remember uh i don't know if it was a dare or what but there was some uh some uh white boys that came up to maple street grocery this is off of 40th and maple and they was uh in bulls gear you know capping talking shit and they almost got their brains blown out i seen a nigga get one of them white niggas get pistol whipped and uh another and whoever was driving it was uh what was it it was a monte carlo or is it a ss it was something it was something that looked kind of like the training day car but it was raggedy as fuck and uh yeah them niggas was shooting the tires out and shit like that them motherfuckers drove off on two flats and shit like that but they was 
up there just acting crazy and was like what's good my nigga and shit not saying what's good my nigga but they were saying something nigga you know and they just just got the shit beat out of them and somebody caught it wasn't a pistol whip it was like a pump the the handle of a pump the butt of the pump where it goes into your shoulder somebody caught that into the neck jaw area you know what i'm saying but um i'm not saying violence is the answer but it is the answer when you're dealing with a hardcore bigot because i mean sometimes people don't learn until they get hands and feet put on them some people just don't learn until they get the shit beat out of them or just one good lick in there you know there's been plenty of times you know what i'm saying where i've gotten into fights with people and somebody didn't got the best of me and i'm just like oh okay now i know what to do next time i get in a fight with this person it's still on site when i see him but you know once you get once you catch a good you know a good blow to the face to the chest or to the rib cage or some shit like that you, you you'll remember that you'll learn your lesson you know not to do that you know not to disrespect an elder or an og or something like that and i think with these bigots being so out there and so hardcore with it in in people's face and shit and you got so many people on the uh, so-called lefty, so-called liberals, you know, they, they're just like, oh, you know, we got to, you know, just love them and turn the other cheek and shit like that. No, sometimes you just got to beat the shit out of somebody. Like sometimes you have to just stomp somebody smooth the fuck out because a lot of times people don't learn until there's a physical threat. Like you learn not to touch fire as a child because it's hot. You know, somebody tell you, don't touch that stove. You know, don't touch that lighter, blah, blah, blah. Like they keep telling you that. But then you touch it and you're like, oh, shit, that's hot. I don't want to touch that. That's fucking fire. And that's what you got to do with a racist sometimes. If somebody is out of line, out of pocket, you know, calling you a nigger or right, you know, got riding around in a vehicle like that, you need to damage that vehicle and you need to damage that person because they ain't gonna learn shit you know what i'm saying and just like with this this cordis kid riding around with that he had the audacity and this is what happens when a lot of these bigots get caught one-on-one -on -one or you know caught individually being a bigot being a racist is uh you know somebody else did it i was just joking and shit like that once it gets real and you about to shoot the fair one with them it's all it was a joke i'm just kidding man hey 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 i jack off the ebony porn you know it's just you know some shit it's just some silly shit like that you know what i'm saying and it's just like no you need to catch these hands and you need to catch these feet right now i am going to break my foot off in your asshole right now you know what i'm saying that's what it has to boil down to you know physical harm for racists that's just what it is it is and this and i'm not only talking to black folks i'm talking to you know my hispanic folks my native folks you know anybody being racist towards your ass break your foot off in them you have to show people how you need to be treated you have to show them how you want to be treated and you can't be up here when they go low they go high no when they go low i go a little bit lower because i need to defend me and mine you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna be up here holding my head high while a motherfucker calling me all kind of niggers and stuff like that nope I, I might catch an i am going to catch an assault charge that's just it is what it is i'm going to catch a body that's what i'm going to do somebody's going to be laid out somebody's going to, we're going to be shooting the fair one 
I don't care how many MMA classes you take. You know, I don't care. You know, you try to do the double leg grab. You know, you about to get the shit beat out of you. I don't care how many Chuck Liddell YouTube videos you done watched and how many, you know, uh, UFC t-shirts you got on or an inflict affliction t-shirt you got with the with the iron cross on it. Bro, you about to get your ass whooped if you say some racist shit to me. I'm a power up. You know, like the motherfucking Incredible Hulk mixed with Goku, you know, going Super Saiyan 4. And I'm going to just beat the shit out of you. I'm going to hit you with all of the aggression, the passion, the uh, the depression, the anger of every single ancestor that came before me. Because that's my right to do so. I'm not one of these turn the other cheek people. And it just pissed me off so much when you see shit like that happen somebody riding around and then just you know playing it off like it's a fucking joke and it's not a joke anymore I, it's time to start putting hands and feet on these pieces of shit out here but anyways let's move on um let's see what else is going on uh speaking of pieces of shit jake gardner uh you know he was actually indicted on counts of manslaughter uh, use of a deadly weapon to commit a felony attempted first degree assault and terroristic threats now remember this is the the piece of shit that killed james scurlock during the um what's that brother's name oh man what's the brother that got caught the knee to the back i i forgot his name uh george floyd i'm sorry god bless god bless the dead and rest in peace to that man but um so there was protest here in the city if you don't know about it you know, I know some people on the on the coast fuck with me, especially out west. What's up with y'all? And um, but anyways, so uh, so during those George Floyd protests, uh, Jake Gardner is a club owner for the club The Hive downtown, or formerly The Hive, and he's a he's a big time bigot. Uh, black folks would catch hell trying to go into that club. I don't know why the fuck black folks would go into that club. I tell y'all story this story a million times. When I was about 22, 23, uh, I used to try to go to this club called the Shark Club. And every fucking time, it, we would have on the wrong attire. Every fucking time, we would have on the wrong attire. You know, you, we got on some Air Force Ones, clean as fuck, white on white kicks. You know, some Jays or some Air Force Ones. You know, you got on some Echo jeans or some shit, and uh, you know, a clean ass Ralph Lauren polo. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and you might have a white tee up underneath. You know, you might have the black Ralph Lauren polo. You know, with the white tee up underneath, let the white tee pop so you don't button it up all the way. You know what I'm saying? You don't button up the two buttons you know you want that white collar to pop out and shit because the uh the man on the horse might be white or some shit you never know you never know or it might be red and you got the red shirt up underneath the black you know it is what it is clean pair of kicks and shit like that you smelling well you know what i'm saying you got the lacoste on you know the lacoste cologne or you might got on some polo or some shit like that or you might uh what was that shit curve you might got on some curve crush or some shit like that you know what i'm saying you know you out here smelling you got the smell well on but you know fresh haircut and shit nice little 20 dollar haircut and shit fresh lineup so you know this is a long time ago because i had hair i'm bald as shit now but but every fucking time it was we would have on the wrong shit can you come in there your white tee is showing and shit like that 
and then we used to button it up and shit then unbutton it when we get in there but when you would get in there it would be some white dudes in there just got on some fucking new balance ran over sneakers just dirty as fuck holes in their pants and shit and a plain white tee and that's what it just clicked for me why am i forcing these white folks to take my money are you gonna let me in this establishment god damn it you know and shit like that thinking like that and it's just like i'm paying you know 10 15 bucks to get into this fucking club and who knows if there, there's even a cover charge you know what i'm saying to get into this little funky ass spot so that's when it clicked you know that early you know 22 23 like i'm not about to force anybody to take my fucking money like get the fuck out of here but people always had quest had uh statuses on facebook about the hive being racist and shit like that won't letting people in won't let black women in won't let brothers in because they dress in the thugged ass way or some shit like that these motherfuckers dress to the nine motherfucker could show up in a steve harvey suit and it's like oh no you, you you your tie is blue uh you might you might you must be a crip or some no gang attire or some shit like that you know just racist ass policies and shit like that and then he was saying shit about the trans community and shit like that and so and he's always had run-ins with the law always there was always some situation he had running with run-ins with the fucking law so anyways he makes this facebook status with the protest going on downtown you know talking about he's about to go on 24-hour fire watch so you know he's about to be on some bullshit so he's down there with his pistol with his racist ass daddy he's down there with a gun daddy's down there being antagonistic to people and shit and uh then then he pushed i think a female protester and then somebody then uh the dude that was with the uh female protester the male protester pushed uh jake's daddy hard as shit and then he flashes the gun on his waist or some shit and the chick jumps on jake gardner's back you know trying to disarm him and then uh he fires she and then he she gets off his back and he fires two shots at her james scurlock jumps on his back to stop jumps on jake's back to stop him from shooting at the the female protester that initially jumped on uh, jake's back and he reaches behind and shoots him in the neck and james dies pretty much instantly right and so the uh don klein the uh fucking district attorney his bullshit ass county attorney he um he comes out and talking about and it was real quick right so we still had these protests going on and you knew that james got killed and he was like yo what the fuck right and so you seen video of it happening and then the uh, attorney comes out uh county attorney talking about he's not gonna press charges because this looks like self-defense right and you're like oh you want that bullshit so uh pro-black people from the culture house and other uh omahans uh protested outside of don klein's house they was on they was outside his house and he lives in a white flight area out in millard outside of the city and so they was on his neck and then it was just so much pressure and so much uh intensity and uh, it was just you know people wasn't letting up you know we had a curfew people was like fuck that curfew people were still out in the streets uh hundreds of people were arrested and stuff like that but that still didn't stop the streets from going out there and then they had brought in the national guard and then they were uh pro protecting that fucking club because they were going to burn that building down so you had cops down there and national guards 24 7 watching that fucking club and and then what was so crazy i remember getting off work 
uh because once don klein came out said he wasn't gonna press charges uh shit got real so the police was telling all these businesses they need to close up so all the walmarts in the city every single one they put like pallets of uh you know they put like pallets in front of the doors pallets of uh like fertilizer and shit in front of the glass windows and the doors like i've never seen shit like that like they were literally putting all that shit in front and every and then they closed at like two o'clock that day they closed at two and i couldn't deliver uh to any of them stores that day i had to just my my uh my supervisor called me he was like hey go turn your truck in go straight home don't be out in this i need you to get home safely keep your doors locked and uh just just head straight home but we don't care about you know you guys getting your routes done go straight home you know turn your truck in and go straight home and so i did that but you know me i uh, drove i tried to drive downtown and what was crazy is every single um exit to go downtown had a big ass city dump truck in front of it and some state troopers guarding that exit so you couldn't get through there if you tried to get through there you had to show your id your driver's license to show that you lived downtown because people wanted to burn that fucking club down and then so after that announcement of him not being charged then the owners of the building was like okay his lease is up you know that club ain't gonna be here no more he violated the terms and all this other shit because even the, the night of the the killing police was telling uh owners like small business owners hey you got insurance don't come down here trying to defend your business you know don't come down here you know trying to fight with protesters and things like that lead that up to up to us and things like that that's why you have insurance that's why you have uh business owner insurance and shit like that but he still was down there you know being antagonistic him and his bum ass racist daddy and so and so after that it's just been just non-stop people on the necks of you know of uh the city officials here right and so then they announced a grand jury uh don Klein was like oh I, I will be up for that you know to look at whatever you know more evidence and shit like that because he just made this off a whim you know he pretty much was just like eh, you know no nope, looks like self-defense which it wasn't right and so anyways you had that special prosecutor the brother frank frederick franklin i i, I felt like he was a little mush mouth when he was introducing himself so i'm like oh he about to fumble the fucking bag here but um no uh and what he was saying was initially that he believed that this was open and shut case of uh fucking self-defense right and so what actually uh got him indicted what got jake gardner indicted was himself they looked through the more surveillance footage of inside the bar right so something was there to bring on these other charges uh because it wasn't just the manslaughter charge you know they hit him with uh you know use of a deadly weapon to commit a felony and this is what fucked me up because his uh concealed carry permit was expired but he still was out in these streets with a pistol 
and that and i'm like damn don you couldn't even hit him with that because if i was out here with an expired uh concealed carry permit you know they would take my pistol from me and i would have to you know go to court and all this other shit might have had to do community service and some more shit uh before i would be able to get my if i could get my pistol back you know what i'm saying they might shit just break that bitch down and recycle it you know metal recycle that bitch but um it's one of those things where you know i knew i wouldn't get that favor because i ain't got the complexion for the protection for the connection for the collection right and so um but anyways, like I was saying, a special prosecutor, Frederick Franklin, was talking about how he pretty much indicted himself just due to so many witnesses, over 60 witnesses, um, uh, special investigators spoke with. And the overwhelming evidence from the surveillance footage inside the bar, his text messages and his Facebook messages. So that's where all these other charges like attempted first degree assault and terroristic threats come in. So he must have had all kind of racist shit in there. It probably just looked like a memo from the Klan meeting in his Facebook Messenger and his text messages. So now, what's fucking funny right now is he hasn't turned himself in yet. And as of, I believe, yesterday, Friday, uh, the the courts just broke down and was like, fuck it, put a you know, uh put a warrant out for his arrest. Cause he he's never he ain't turned himself in yet. Right? So I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, this is a step in the right direction. I get so tired of people talking about it should be first degree murder, blah, blah, blah. It's like you didn't pay attention to, you know, the Trayvon Martin trial or any other case when uh, when it was a black victim and a, a non-black uh, perpetrator, a non-black perp. They would always try to overcharge them just so it wouldn't fit that uh, description of the charge and then they'll get off. You know what I'm saying? So most people, oh, this should be first degree, blah, blah, blah. This ain't a step in the right direction, blah, and all this other shit. And I'm just like, well, actually it is. It shouldn't have took a grand jury. I agree it shouldn't have took a grand jury to arrest this man because uh, a black person wouldn't have the benefit of the doubt that he had uh, with a county attorney in a situation like this, even with the video evidence. And... Uh, it shouldn't have took all this for it to happen, but you know the streets made it happen. It was just so much turn up out here uh, in the city, and it was you know I, I I know damn well you know I you know I sleep with a pistol right next to me in the nightstand, but you know that's just that's just how I move. But anyway, um, yeah, it was just turn up time, and it was very tense here. It was very tense, and most of us felt that it was going to go a certain way. Uh, just because of how the court system here in Douglas County moves and we started seeing uh, like tweets from Omaha Scanner that's the police page or that's not the police page but it's a group of people who listen to the scanners and tell about crimes you know uh, they comb the scanners listening for crimes that's going on in the city and shit like that so they tweet about it and post on Facebook and uh, so they were talking about how cops were going to be working in 12-hour shifts and shit like that and then sarpy county uh sheriffs came in to help the douglas county sheriffs you know before the decision was made so that when you start hearing shit like that you're like okay they about to let this motherfucker off and the whole city's gonna burn down and i know it was people talking about burning down the courthouse uh firebombing that old club where he was at trying to find him and his family so the streets was gonna really fuck some shit up and so uh, luckily that grand jury came back with the right decision but um 
yeah it is what it is uh but it but like i was saying i don't believe that he was overcharged uh the additional charges i think all together he's about to face i think up to 95 years but the only thing that sucks about this whole manslaughter thing is it'll probably plead down and um i don't know what time what kind of time he'll be facing but i know if it's some bullshit like community service or a year or two folks gonna turn right back the fuck up i know that so people are watching this case very closely um but let's see what else is going on let's talk about this uh brother david mitchell real quick uh david mitchell uh tried to champion himself as a leader of black omaha uh this was a young man i actually known him his mama and his daddy uh for years um i've known him since he was about um i'm gonna say about seven or eight because uh, he's a couple years younger than my youngest brother and uh they used to stay him and his family used to stay a few houses down from me when i used to stay off of uh 37th and worked they used to uh and he used to come down there and play with my little brother him and his little sister lyric they used to uh come down and play and david he's always been you know one of them kids that you know kind of centered himself around attention and things like that you know he would always be trying to you know you dare me to do this and stuff like that and my little brother could get him to do kind of you know dumb stuff you know for attention and he was always just always looking for attention always whining too you know if he got you know he fell or something like that he will lie and say somebody tripped him and stuff like that um so i'm not surprised to see how he's moving as an adult because when he tried to center himself as a leader of black omaha he really just kind of you know it was more selfish you know it was more everything any kind of uh incident um event that was centered around black people he would always flip it and turn it into him talking about himself and things of that sort. So i remember he was down at the the police uh headquarters talking about how he got pulled over when they were trying to you know talk about defund the defund the police and shit like that this was just a few weeks ago and he's down there talking about his experiences and him driving this mercedes benz this nice benz and all this other shit just turning it into him everything is centered around him and i remember dr umar was talking about this this is the problem with black male leaders uh with black leadership um you know black people you know in the system of white supremacy like i said a black male is only going to be one of three things he's either going to be a man child which most of us are you know a man child um so a male or a female you know running around here you know being a castrated male you know wanting to be a woman taking on feminine uh, characteristics and shit like that or dead if you try to be a man they're gonna shoot you down dead right they're going to you know kill you metaphorically or physically right and I already broke that down a while ago when uh i was talking about them george floyd protest and that brother was out dancing in front of them cops and shit he was like crumping in front of those cops and that's a that's a that's a man child you a grown-ass man but you have a child mentality and you know what you need to do but you're scared to do it to combat the system and so you're like okay i'll dance this is my way of protesting my big ass gonna be out here pop locking and shit in front of the cops right and so 
but what Dr. Umar was saying, and I know people be shitting on Dr. Umar, but he be spitting the truth. Like he may be scamming with the dollars, donations, donations, donations. Uh, you know, he be scamming on that tip, but he always he always speaks the truth. He's always be he always be kicking the truth, and he's talking about how you have so much old leadership in the black community, like within a church or some kind of civil organization, because you know they feel like. You know that's the only place where they can be a man is among them their people because in white society you're not gonna they're not gonna look at you like a man you could be fucking 70 years old and they still looking at you like a boy you know what i'm saying a pappy or some shit like that you know a servant or some of that magnitude right so you get into that leadership position you start feeling like a man you're like I, I like how this feels but if somebody's young and new coming up under you you know what i'm saying you're not gonna let them take your place you know as you should rightfully so because the youth are the new energy you're bringing new ideas to an organization and you're just trying to improve it but you like that feeling of being a man you know what i'm saying but you know that's what i think that's what david was trying to do was trying to you know kind of put himself as a leader of black omaha but he 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 didn't center himself around the community he was just self-centered so he's out here trying to run for um for city council now and you know he's out here at these different protests and things like that and um and then he was facing a burglary charge or because he owns a string of game stores called gamers and so he he, there's evidence of him sending people to go rob a different game store that he helped open up and it's kind of like a frenemies thing with some guy and they stole the he supposedly told these people to steal all of this shit and so now he's got a some kind of felony burglary charge he's facing but he's been out on bond and now he's dealing with the sexual assault charge and uh the girl is a little touched in the head she's slow uh her iq is very low i think they said it's around 50 uh, mid or the mid 50s or something like that and this stems back from uh what six years ago so 2014 his mama took in a foster child and she was in her mid-teens about 14 15 but she's touched in the head so mentally she could probably be somewhere like at seven or eight or whatever right so she don't know any better so his mama takes in his foster kid i guess he starts sexually assaulting her raping her uh whatever and and now evidence has come out in june the investigators had some evidence of him doing this and so i'm thinking initially i'm like damn this is you know six years later like what the fuck is going on you know you and you had the shit since june and this is what's so cold about the 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 police department they arrested his ass at the um at a city city council meeting when he was up talking and shit like that they waited for his black ass to get done and then they hit him with the perp walk and so that was some cold shit right there because he's been talking about you know these local devils these local level devils the local government here you know he's been going hard in the paint against them and uh but like i said it's still still centered around himself though you know it's kind of kind of like a kind of like a black trump thing you know what i'm saying and um so if you ever watch one of trump's speeches it still just kind of centers around himself and there's somehow there's some benefit towards him and not towards his constituents right so that's how uh david was moving and um 
and so i was initially thinking like okay is this because this 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 guy's running for city council like why is they bringing up this old shit and then so more evidence so-called leaked to the press and they talking about david been fucking with this slow girl even up until like last week you know they was at a hotel together and um in uh, Bellevue or some shit so he up here creeping on his wife you know to dip in some slow pussy so I'm just like what the fuck is wrong with you you know what I'm saying and he was one of the people who was leading a protest outside of Leavenworth Cafe that got it shut down right and so the mayor was pissed about that because this is a business that has been open for almost 50 years and um that what happened was there was a the son of the owner was posting a whole bunch of racist shit on his facebook and the post went viral because some non-racist white person just started sharing this shit screenshotting it and sharing it and uh then it was just like hey we need to go down here and protest and shit like that and so that's what happened and next thing you know the diners closed down and so the mayor she forced the police to investigate to see if there was any kind of extortion going on and shit like that and uh it was just like no nah, we're just shutting the shit down so that's it they didn't find any uh extortion plots or anything like that so the fed the local government been on his neck right so they just been kind of sitting on this waiting for him to to get him up out the paint because like i said you could have initially looked at it like oh you know why is these these old ass charges coming up you know even though this well within the statute of limitations and then you were seeing that at the time he was like 21 and she was like 15 and shit like that and then so you just like okay there's some r kelly shit but then it took a turn for the worse when you find out that the girl is slow so with an iq of like 50 something like mid 50s um that just shows that you know she's probably operating on a you know early grade school level you know don't really know right from wrong so that's when it turned a real dark and sickening turn and then it got even sicker once you seen that you know he's still fucking with this this slow girl this girl that's touched in the head you know up until like last week dipping on his you know dipping out on his wife and shit like that you know dealing with that slow pussy now if you're trying to be out here in the public eye especially as a black man you need to have your shit immaculate you can't have shit like one thing obama taught us is to have your shit immaculate you can't have no skeletons in the closet the only thing these them uh them white folks tried to get on obama was oh he wasn't born here that's the only thing that they could try to hang their hat on nothing else you have to be squeaky clean and I ain't about to be out here in no public office because uh, I done did some dirt in my youth, boy. I done, I done did some hardcore dirt in my youth. Nothing, nothing like that, though. No shit, no crazy shit like that. But, you know, I done deal some hand-to-hand money and, you know, I done, you know, roughed up a few folks. But that's why you don't see me running for city council. You know, I, I would I won't hesitate to be somebody's political advisor, though, but <laughs> you ain't going to see me out here trying to represent the people, even though I'm of the people and I'm good in any hood going around Omaha. I, you know, you ain't got to dig too deep, you know, to kind of uncover some of my dirt. You know, you can even look at some of my old Facebook posts. <laughs> but um, the thing is, with this whole to get back serious with this whole David Mitchell thing is, um you know i i still see people trying to defend him even after it came out that this girl was slow and that he was still fucking with her 
up until last week you know stepping out on his wife and they talking about they trying to railroad the brother it's a conspiracy it's not a conspiracy because he moved like that you know what i'm saying he gave them the bait he gave them you know he he up here just giving them rope giving them rope all they had to do was kick away the chair that's it and for you negroes you know still you know defending him shame on you and the thing is black people are thirsting for a leader so bad because we want to keep going on about our everyday business while somebody fights for us and when we really have to have that Haitian mindset, like I was seeing in the documentary 1804, where I think it was Dessalines was telling the people like, hey, you know, you don't need a leader. You're, you, you are the leader and you're the soldier. You're the general and the soldier. That's what it roughly translated to when he was talking to his people, talking to his Haitians, his fellow Haitians. Like, you know, stop looking for a leader. You know, it's you are. You are the leader. You're the general and you're the soldier you control this you know what i'm saying and i think we need, really need to have that mentality if we have that mentality we get on the same page we on the same page of code of conduct and then that way they can't kill your leader they can't soil soil your leader and these broken people can't come in and try to lead you you know what i'm saying so that's what kind of mentality we need to have you are the general and you're the soldier but man shit this is almost 50 minutes on uh summer jam let me go and stop talking uh i'm gonna leave it to my nigga hove hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope uh we have to give it to the department of homeland security so you think that they're out there keeping us safe and you know america first and all this other bullshit it's a lie there was a whistleblower that came out named brian murphy he's the former head of the department of homeland security's intelligent division and uh he, he has accused uh, some senior leaders of warping the agency around president trump's political interests all right and one of them uh people was chad f wolf who's the acting secretary of homeland security um, I don't think he's still been uh, vetted by uh, Congress at all. But anyways, um, he said in a complaint uh, that was ordered this spring, uh, he wanted him to stop Chad Wolf, who I just named uh, the head of the Department of Homeland Security, wanted him to stop producing assessments on Russian interference and focus instead on Iran and China. Okay, and then once we start having these protests going on and shit like that uh, all over the country, once shit really started ramping up in these past uh, couple years, um, they wanted them to stop, you know, like with the Unite the Right shit. They wanted uh, to stop producing reports about white supremacist terrorist groups and instead focus on like Antifa and shit like that um just to appease the president you know what i'm saying so yeah it's it's been some fuck shit going on and the reason that all of this type of stuff is coming out and i had some more information on um how trump is doing this anti-racism uh training crackdown on the federal level uh and he's trying to start like a commission like the 1776 commission to combat the 1619 project you know they talked about the uh 
first uh, enslaved Africans to come over here, even though there were some some uh, some brothers and sisters that came over before in what was it 1527 or whatever. I, I, who was it? Who, who tried to bring them over? Was it the Spanish tried to bring them over? And then as soon as they got to shore, they whooped their ass and left or whatever and started uh, intermingling with the indigenous people here. But anyways, uh, so all of this information is just starting to come out about how Trump is moving like this homeland security shit is because uh, people are fed up. People are fed up with him. And it was wild to see how Fox News was going in on the Cheeto in chief about his response to the coronavirus after evidence popped up that he downplayed this way back in February and continued to downplay it, you know, because he didn't want to deal with the shit. And then there was a video of Mike Pence, the vice president, one of his advisors or assistants talking about how, um, you know, uh, the Cheeto in chief Trump, he said this virus is kind of a good thing because he don't like shaking people's hands anyway. And uh, just saying dumb shit like that. And he really don't give two fucks about his um, about his base, his voter base. So uh, it's just shit like this normally happens behind the scenes but it's just covered up in such a way that it's like in a pretty bow and a package and they use a whole bunch of big words and shit to uh cover up you know this type of racist propaganda and shit like that uh but right now we're just seeing how a lot of these federal agencies move you know um just in black and white and plain writing because uh people are fed up and they're just exposing everything but this whole 1776 commission we have to watch out for this and this is why it's so important for black folks and other non-whites to teach their children at home about their true history because this shit is going to flood into the so-called history books and uh social study classes and shit like this where it's just going to be nothing but american propaganda you know usa propaganda all through and through and we're we've started to see this uh you know from a few years back when they were uh calling uh enslaved uh africans calling them uh forced migrants or uh workers instead of slaves or enslaved people they were calling them workers and shit like that so they're trying to whitewash it and the the uh so-called president has even called this a so-called uh, a culture war so he really wants to get um you know he want to get these kids really brainwashed or whitewashed you know just to tell them that hey you know america started you know with a a, a group of uh, a group of europeans who wanted to get away from you know uh the british rule and shit like that and then they just built america from the ground up you know what i'm saying just some bullshit like that instead of the actual truth so that's why it's so important that you really need to educate yourselves um all my parents out there and my my uncles and aunties out there and ogs who got some little kids up under them teach them the truth you know so they won't be out here running around here lost in the sauce and don't know a damn thing about what's going on you know what i'm saying because we need to teach these kids the truth about what is actually going on here and right now it's just 
we're living in a time where there is a blatant war against the truth. That's something we really have to look at. Like there's just a blatant war against the truth. And it's pretty disgusting. Like you look at it with the 1776 commission and then with the Department of Homeland Security not actually focusing on threats. And then there were some articles that came out um, not too long ago talking about the white supremacists uh, were the, was the greatest threat to the American public. And I'm like, uh, we could have told you that. You know, we told you that years ago. We've been telling you that for decades. Black folks been the canary in the mine. You know, it's just like in the cave. It's, you know, just letting you know, hey, this is what's going on. Oh, oh, those 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 darkies are crazy. They're crazy. But there's just there's just proof out there that white supremacist groups are the biggest threat and the biggest terrorist group to the American people. And then there's articles coming out now talking about how these white militia groups are looked at as armed friendlies to law enforcement during these uh, these protests and shit like that. And that just lets you know what time it is. And so many people for years have said that when it hits the fan and it gets too much for police, they're going to start deputizing these white militias. And that's exactly what we're seeing here. So, I mean, just don't believe the fucking hype uh, when it comes to all these lies being told, uh, you know, coming from, you know, this administration and coming from the local level, too. You just have to, you know, this is really a lot of, you know, stuff when people are like, oh, you know, you just a conspiracy theorist and all this other shit. And it's, no, it's really coming to fruition. There's hardcore evidence about what black folks have been saying for years. And you got y'all got to start listening to us. You really have to start listening to us because we ain't out here bullshitting you. We just we've pulled the curtain back on the wizard a long time ago. And now y'all just now getting hip to it. Y'all still a few blocks down the road on the yellow brick road. But um, that's been selling hope like dope. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? Alright, so moving on to holding this L, I was going to give it to uh, Takashi69 and uh, DJ Vlad because it looks like the culture of hip hop, more specifically, is starting to uh, get their senses. I'm seeing a lot of reports of uh, different hip hop outlets and uh, people part of the culture declining to interview uh, Takashi69 and I've seen that his album flopped and then... Uh, I seen Dame Dash and then Royce the Five Nine going in on DJ Vlad, which is good uh, because we need to really get these culture vultures up out of the state of hip hop, and uh, we not need to really stop, you know, looking at, you know, DJ Vlad like like he's really elevating careers. Like Royce the Five Nine says something very interesting uh, when he said that you know uh, the people that he have on his shows just makes his platform hot but he's not doing anything for those people because they were already hot and i'm thinking about it i'm like yeah like nobody is like really get doing their thing because like oh uh, i'm listening to this album because i saw his interview on dj vlad you know what i'm saying or uh, checking out this person's movie because i saw them on dj vlad like it's just it's pretty much just a one-sided relationship 
and DJ Vlad been doing some whole bunch of slick shit uh, for years, for years. Some of his interviews be used as a as in court as evidence and shit like that. So yeah, so I'm I'm happy to see that. But it looks like uh, we'll have to rewind and um, you know go back and talk about this whole um, Jake Gardner James Scurlock thing. So uh, it's just kind of like breaking news that um, uh, he was hiding out. Jake Gardner was hiding out up in Oregon and uh, he pulled up to some kind of uh, health clinic or something and he shot himself. Yeah, he killed himself. So, uh, yeah, he got off. He pretty much got off scot free. Uh, hopefully he's burning in hell. But the thing is, what really sucks is seeing that, you know, the Skurlock family, you know, won't get justice, you know, for, you know, for their, um, son being murdered like that in cold blood and then uh his attorneys james gardner's uh attorneys you know they held a news conference trying to say that it was ptsd and he knew that he wasn't going to get a fair trial and you know he was being judged by social media so there was no way that he'd get a fair trial here and all this other bullshit that's why he was hiding out in oregon and shit like that and uh the it, and the ptsd uh just got to him and he killed himself and i'm just like that's some bullshit that's some bullshit he just didn't want to have his day in court and he was scared to come back to omaha that's what it was he was scared to come back here and he was scared to you know have his day in court that's what it was you know he thought that he got off scot-free and then once that grand jury um indicted his ass then the pressure was on and then there was an arrest warrant there actually was an arrest warrant issued for him because a warrant out for his arrest because he didn't turn himself in so they were getting ready to do that and then all of a sudden he just turned up dead so now you're seeing black omaha on social media uh, talking about that they need to see the body they don't believe it you know i've even seen somebody said that pete rick has probably you know helped him escape or something on some machiavellian shit so um i'm gonna just tell y'all this um you know i'm i think those people who are saying that you know that they need to see the body and that he could have escaped or something like that i think it's a uh People just need some entertainment online and need somebody to talk to and shoot the shit with. Um, I think the coward did kill himself. I think them uh, dark emotions just engulfed him and got the best of him. And uh, he just couldn't take it anymore. He knew that if he went to, you know, if he went to jail or prison, um, you know, there was going to be some problems had for him. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe he felt like, you know, he wouldn't even make it to that jail cell. You know, somebody would get to him there. But, um, you know, the next step that I feel for the Scurlock family is to file some uh, civil suits uh, against the county. You know, as far as Don Klein uh, fumbling the bag because this all rests on him. He didn't take into account any of the any other evidence. And um, he just went ahead and let that man walk away scot-free, saying it was self-defense. So this rests on Don Klein's uh, hands. Uh, that Jake Gardner's blood is on Don Klein's hands because he didn't—he could have just been arrested right then and there. Could have had a swift and speedy trial, but he didn't want to take into account any evidence or anything like that. He just looked at that video, that one video, and was like, "Oh, yep, it's self-defense." And even if you uh watch just that single video you seen that jake uh 
um, James Scurlock jumped on Jake's back to stop him from shooting other protesters because he did fire two shots in tor- towards the crowd. Uh, and like I said, that young lady first jumped on um, James Gardner's back, uh, Jake Gardner's back. And um, as soon as she he got her off of him, Jake got the girl off of him. He sh- shot, fired two shots. And then that's when James uh, Scurlock jumped on his back and then uh, Jake Gardner fired them two shots and one hitting him in the neck and he pretty much died instantly. So, I mean, even you could just see that. And then people were just wondering why Don Klein didn't even, you know, uh, even if he thought it was self-defense, why didn't he bring up any charges about him being out there with a pistol and not having his uh, concealed carry uh, permit, which was uh, it was expired. Right. So he just let that man go scot-free. So this is on his hands. And that's why I say the Scurlock family needs to file a civil suit against Douglas County. And they need to sue the estate of uh, Jake Gardner because we need to find out where all those funds went from them GoFundMes. Like, is that going straight to the estate or what's happening here? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like uh, his racist ass daddy needs to be held accountable, too, because he was out there agitating and, you know, fucking with protesters, too. They was out there looking for the smoke. But, um, yeah, hopefully they file a civil suit. And, uh, you know, I won't be mad that my taxpayer taxpayer dollars goes towards, you know, that Scurlock family. But, uh, you know, Don Klein, he really dropped the ball. He really fucking dropped the ball. So disappointed in him and we have to remember that you know when he's when it's up to uh vote his dumb ass out and we have to remember everything we have to remember this whole shit we have to um remember how pete ricketts responded to this COVID shit we have to remember how mayor mean gene stothard uh responded to COVID, and when she copped out to she didn't want to do a mandate so she left it up to the city council for a mask mandate and how she responded to the civil unrest um for people turning up uh seeking justice and uh, how she issued that curfew and how so many people got arrested and had their rights violated so we have to remember this shit when it's election time we really do but uh that's been holding this l get your mask you win perfect All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Uh, We have to give it to that brother, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, We all know that, you know, he passed a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, and it's just very terrible. And it's just, um, you know, so sad to see somebody so talented um, just, you know, just just to pass like that. He was battling um was it uh colon cancer uh and um you know he was dealing with it for like the past four years so even when he was doing black panther and um the civil war movie uh the um goddamn uh, captain america movie and the infinity wars movie and the um end game he was still battling you know colon cancer and you know then he just passed on that was sad you know it was sad to see and uh what was so great about him is uh you know he always gave back you know he's always gave back and he was uh just a just a real solid dude you didn't hear anything about him and um he was just always out here just doing what he did best and he played some iconic characters you know he played thurgood marshall james brown i mean king t'challa 
I mean, he was just out here. Jackie Robinson, he, like he was just, you know, just doing his thing, and it brought up um, what a lot of black folks, uh, like black people, do is uh, when they're sick, you know, they just kind of keep that shit to themselves, or you know, with their close family and friends. But with black men, a lot of times we just keep on working, we keep on uh, providing. And uh, what uh, Dr. Tommy Curry calls that is a uh, John Henryism. If y'all know the story of John Henry, that was the uh, the brother who would was laying railroad tracks, and then he was racing against a machine that was trying to replace him, and uh, he ended up beating the machine, but he died in the process because he worked so hard. I believe his heart exploded. Um, so a lot of a lot of uh, you know, I grew up with a lot of men like that who had a good job and they just pretty much just was working around the clock, you know, getting that overtime, especially if it was like a city job or something with like Union Pacific or something like that. I know we all got old black men in our families who done worked well past, you know, retirement age and things like that and, you know, still be clocking them hours in to be providing for their family just because, you know, the um, you know, we don't have access to um you know wealth and uh generational wealth like other groups you know what i'm saying here in america so a lot of times when we get a good job you know we're gonna be there forever and putting in that work you know to provide for our uh family you know provide for our kids and our grandkids and great grandkids if we if we you know we still can get up out that bed you know we might be hurting back aching and stuff like that and you know still going in there getting the job done performing at a at a high level and uh that's why i believe what was happening with chadwick he was just like you know this is you know these this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to play such an iconic character you know with the marvel movies and it's a great payday you know i can set my family up you know don't worry about me you know i'm gonna take care of y'all but um you know something we have to reevaluate as black men we really have to you know start taking care of ourselves and start utilizing our um our uh, vacation times you know our sick time start using that up i know a lot of times you know some of us uh, have those jobs where you can bank those hours and then y'all cash them out you know when you're retired and shit like that but i you know i feel like the younger generation you know like my age and a little bit younger you know we starting to get to that point where it's just like no nah, i need a mental health day you know, I'm going to go ahead and use this va single vacation day, you know, or I might use a couple of them. So I have a four day weekend, you know, so I can just kind of, you know, cool out and, you know, just kind of recharge my battery. So we really need to start doing that. We had a guy at my job uh, drop dead from COVID inside the warehouse. This was back in like June. Like the guy wasn't feeling well. He was an older guy. He gave the company uh, just over 30 years of his life. And he tried to call in and, uh, you know, he, and then it was just like, well, just try to work and things like that. And he finished his route. And then when he was back at the warehouse, you know, cleaning out his truck, uh, yeah, he just dropped dead right then and there. And uh, somebody found him. And uh, yeah, yeah. And it was from complications from COVID. Uh, so that just that was a wake up call for me. It's just like because my job only thing they did was like okay we'll have a conference call and they put his photo up in the break room that was it i was like god damn this is a cold game so anytime you see that meme when it tells you to you know go ahead and take that time off because if you die your job will be in the you know they'll have a 
have an ad out or you know have your job up on the website uh, the next day that is fucking true because they don't give two fucks they put that man's picture up you know in the break room and we had a conference call about that and then they sanitized the whole warehouse they had people in there with hazmat suits and like spraying spraying like disinfectant and bleach water all over the warehouse and shit but that was it i was like yo this is a cold game especially for somebody who gave this company over 30 years of their life you know like this is crazy so y'all don't feel guilty about that shit and so um shout out to uh that brother chadwick uh bozeman uh not all heroes wear capes it reminds me of uh when black panther first came out and how um my wife uh she had her fourth grade class she had the whole fourth grade class of the school that she teaches at uh she had they have like a teacher gofundme thing and she put a lesson plan around black panther and uh you know she took the whole fourth graders all the fourth graders at her school to go see that and uh that was a dope moment right there and she uh talks about how you know students still come up to her talking about that uh you know that moment of just you know being you know having a teacher cool enough to take you know everybody to go see black panther so um yeah that was just it was a cultural shift with that movie it really was especially in like black pop culture you know from uh having an iconic villain you know like killmonger who was actually the hero in the movie i don't care what y'all say and uh, even chadwick admitted to that uh when they were talking about it on uh they did a special at the apollo and um and how it took killmonger to kind of expose you know how wakanda was moving and not helping their own people across the diaspora but uh you know you know still shout out to that brother but um yeah not all heroes wear capes and um so we're moving on to the last segment of the show health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth we are living in a times where deception is in a, is at an all-time high we have a very deceptive uh lying president so-called president up in the white house and so uh you know a lot of different politicians and media outlets are taking cues from him and i don't want deception to become the norm i need you to question every single thing and stay true to yourself uh there's a quote from julie garland and it um it goes like this uh let me pull it up real quick it says always be a first rate version of yourself and not a second rate version of someone else um is so important in these times to be true to yourself and stay true to your morals and your codes uh that you have and um and don't dim your light so many times uh we get into situations with crowds and uh new jobs or organizations and we tend to uh dim our star you know so other people can feel comfortable but I just want you to thrive, just thrive because there is nobody out there that can do exactly what you do. So you always remember that you have to thrive. Don't don't dim your star for anybody. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. I've made the mistake of doing that before. And now I'm just out here like, fuck it, because you know what? Uh, people are going to judge you if you thrive or if you fail and you know just kind of 
play the background so you might as well thrive use all of your god-given talents and abilities to reach your goals and just uh don't hold back just go a hundred percent every single day give it all that you got all right so this has been episode 180 i know it's been long overdue of uh do rags and bow shoes but i have nothing but love and respect for y'all and i will definitely see y'all next week all right i love y'all as always one